This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug. This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, "Man, I had to dust off my driver's seat." No, I'd, I'll, I'll never go back. Uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. Yeah. I'm too old. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace this tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Going with the driver of the Hills Racing 47. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Hopefully the lights are still on if you're listening in uh, southwest Michigan because, whoo, we're about to get rocked. And uh, welcome into another edition of Horsepower Happenings. Let's get into it. We've got two great interviews lined up tonight. But first, here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. How about Sonoma, California? The NASCAR series is went out there. That, of course, being the Truck Series and the Cup Series. First things first, with a banged-up ankle, how about Michigan's Carson Hosevar setting quick time for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series before the Sonoma race. Nicely done. And then Kyle Busch went out there and stunk things up, picking up the win. And then on Sunday, history was made. Daniel Suarez not only collected his first career NASCAR Cup Series win, but he goes down in history as the first Mexican driver to do so. Uh, so nicely done by Daniel Suarez, picking up the win at Sonoma. How about the Eldora Million, Eldora Speedway? Did they get anything in on the originally scheduled day this week? I don't think so. Jonathan Davenport ended up going to uh, Victory Lane, picking up a million dollars. His car finally rolled into the show barn at like 3.30 in the morning by the time it was all said and done and tech inspection was finished. Then they were supposed to have the Dirt Late Model Dream. Nope, Mother Nature said you guys aren't racing this week. That was postponed until September 7th due to Mother Nature. Uh, Mother Nature. And then how about 15-year-old Eden Prairie, Minnesota's William Sowlich, who held off uh, Stephen Nassie to win the Rumble by the River, 125 for the Southern Super Series at Montgomery Motor Speedway. And that is what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. How are you, sir? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I, I have to tell you, you know, this, this is going to be good for you, Zach. You know how you always close the show with, you know, get your backside, track side? Yes, sir. We couldn't have fit another backside at the Flat Rock Speedway. This Man, weekend. I saw the picture you posted on social media. Sold out. They had to stop selling tickets at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Wow, that's wild. Not, and and the Spectator Hill down there, if you remember, down in turns three and four, they can take blankets and chairs and all that. That was full. You couldn't even see grass. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. The Outlaw Super Late Models ran. Uh, the figure eights ran. I mean, and this crowd was raucous, man. They, it was unbelievable. Uh, probably one of the wildest crowds uh, I've seen there in a long time. We fill the place quite a bit when they have a bus race. But, um, but man, this crowd was ready for some racing, and they enjoyed it. So I want to give fantastic. a hats off to everybody who showed up. Thank you. Um, man, if we can get that at every racetrack around here at least a couple times a year, that'd be fantastic. That is great, man. I'm glad to hear that. Congratulations uh, on behalf of, of everybody. You know, that's that's awesome to have a good show like that. You know, Scott Schultz and everybody, man, that's great. Yeah, it really was. But, Zach, hey, keep it to the pavement side for a minute. Uh, for Pavement Modified fans, a pretty cool event takes place this weekend, uh, and it's the one and only qualifier event for the Hot Shoe 100 here in 2022. Uh, Whittemore Speedway will stage a – the June Bug 74 on Friday and Saturday uh, with a nice $3,500 payday going to the winner. Friday, will, they will stage an open practice session from, I think it's 5 to 10 in the evening. Uh, and then they'll have racing on Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, along with the huge winner's check, the victor will also have a guaranteed starting spot in the Hot Shoe 100, August 12th and 13th at the Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway. The June Bug also pays a very nice Zach $700 to start the event and the pay down uh, looks really good as well. So Zach, if you're on I-75, uh, let's just say between Flint and Bay city on Friday or Saturday, 
look for a lot of modifieds heading north. Man, that's something, isn't it? Uh, man, the modified division racing, I've said this before, I'll say it again, one of my favorite pavement divisions, and these guys are going to get paid here in the state of Michigan this year. So, yeah, they're doing real well. Like you know, um, yeah, we're we'll we'll t- uh, you know that's one of the things you know that I wanted to talk to Walter Brinsky about. We'll talk him in in just a little bit, but yeah, the last couple of years, modifieds can make some money staying hope in Michigan, can't they? I'm telling you what, I love to hear it. Now, uh, you were just talking about Flat Rock Speedway, and uh, you know how packed it was last weekend. Man, this was a great event last year that we saw there at Flat Rock Speedway uh, with the with the Van Dorn Racing Development 125. Um, and now this year, it becomes the Van Dorn Racing Development 200, Rich France. And for the first time in a long time, you and I will get to hold a microphone side by side once again. Yeah, this sounds fun. You know, I've been watching. The, I've had this one on the, on my radar since the schedule came out. And and first, we got, we got to thank Johnny Van Dorn and the folks up there for, for you know, for supporting this event. Um, you know, they upped it. They brought in the outlaw super late models, uh, this year for 75 laps. The arc. Now the only difference is we're doing a little bit different this year. Um, they made a change to the format for champion racing association, the Arca CRA super series and the Jag CRA all-stars too. It's a joint event. So either it will pay points for both of those, whichever you're in and you can run either car because you really don't need a ton of horsepower. We learned last year, at the Flat Rock Speedway. So I think you could have a Jags car or a Super Series car and run very well. Yeah, man. And and, and, and to your point, too, because we did see that last year. Uh, we saw, you know, Carson kind of dominated everything in that Super Series car. And, you know, then I'm drawing a blank right now on who I'm trying to come. Uh, Ethan Stanuchek Ethan, was second fast yes, in, Ethan. in his Jags car. In man, his Jags car. Ethan Stanuchek, so quick in that car. And, uh, you know, uh, things didn't work out in the race, but you really looked at that and you went, this racetrack right here, this is the great equalizer. It re- it really is. I, I mean, I, I would, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see some of those cars. Some people may choose to bring their Jake's car, Zach, that it, it might handle better. Yeah. You're down on, down on power a little more. You can, you know, get in the throttle. Those super series cars, you got to pedal those things at Flat Rock, especially in a 125 lap feature event. Those last, uh, let's say those last 50 laps, they could be a handful if, if, if that track starts to slick up. Now, completely clear skies on Saturday forecasted 75 degrees, so nothing like we're, what we're going to see here on Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, sunshine all day, that blacktop's just going to soak it in, Rich, to your point, could get greasy by the time we take the green flag at 6. Yeah, and I think it's going to come down to experience, really, Zach. Um, I mean, we, we just got the... At first look at the entry list, 22 cars already on Monday uh, on the entry list for Flat Rock. That is outstanding. And um, kind of, le- I think you have to say leading the way, right? Uh, the gentleman that's won just about everything for the most part the, for the last 12 months. And Kyle Crump, he will be there in that 131 machine this Saturday. So, um, you know, I, I think you got to start out looking at him, don't you? I think so, too. And as we talked a couple of weeks ago, uh, or actually last week after Jennerstown, whenever Kyle Crump's on the board now anywhere in the country, you got to look at that cat and think, okay, this is going to be somebody we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. And 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 really, you know, I, when I was at Jennerstown, you know, Hunter Jack took that one off. He'll be at Flat Rock. So And Hunter's good pretty much everywhere he goes. We've, all, we've always seen that. He's pretty consistent in in the top five. So, I mean, you got you got to throw him in there. But I got some names for you, Zach, and and these aren't household names, but you, in the CRA series because they they haven't run a ton with them, right? But there's some outlaw guys in this race that are running template cars that are very familiar with Flat Rock Speedway. Let's say Eric Lee, five-time champion, two feature wins this year in the Outlaws. He's going to be there. Uh, Justin Schroeder, former champion at the at the Flat Rock Speedway and an outlaw, currently running Outlaws there. Uh, he he's won. The Stanley Memorial 150, he's going to be in a template car. There's some guys that really know this racetrack. Jeff Versick, he just uh, sold his outlaw last year, and now he's running. So, uh, And Ethan Stanuchek, right? He spent time, he won in street stocks and factory stocks. He knows that racetrack very well. So you got a handful of guys here that are going to be running in this event, that this is their home track, and they think they have 
home track advantage coming up this Saturday. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, you know, you can't rule out the Van Meters who've been having a really good season with the Super Series. You can't rule out, uh, you know, the guy Steve Doerr coming up from Florida. He's going to be there. That guy has been having a decent season uh, this year so far. Uh, and, 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 you know, you just look across the board here. Hunter Jack, the defending champion, uh, you know, as you mentioned with Eric Lee. How about the Varneys? Uh, Dakota Stroop. He showed really good speed at Salem. I mean, it's a solid field, Rich. Solid field. Dakota Stroop was very strong at Birch Run for the for the Jags race uh, for the first round of the Triple Crown. He was very strong up there. But I want to see. Here's what I want to see. Uh, Allie Kern Dukeshire, okay? She came. She won a race at Kalamazoo uh, 2016 when she won her race. One of only two women to ever go to victory lane for champion racing association. She, she had a nice seventh place finish at Jennerstown. I want to see what she does uh, at flat rock because it, it didn't take her, but a hot lap session or two. And she was up to speed at Jennerstown flat rocks a little bit easier. I think uh, it'll keep her in the game longer, but I, I, I think she's got a shot. I really do. All right, uh, Rich, let's nail it down. We used to do this a lot. How about a Monday night edition of way too early predictions for the Van Dorn Racing Development 200 with the uh, ARCA CRA Super Series. And I tell you what, I'll make it easy on you. I will go first. I think, this is just my guess here, I think you got to nod and you got to look the way of Ethan Stanuchek come Saturday night. Would that be one of the biggest wins? Uh, in? Wow, that's amazing. You know, I think he has a shot because I think he's going to be fast. 125 laps is is different. I mean, that car has to be right and 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 good all the time. I think he has the talent, no doubt about that. He proved that last year. Uh, he was not scared to get in there. I think he just paced himself too long last year, and then you know Carson Hosevar was on a rail, so he was just putting the, as much of the field down as he could a lap down. But um, that's not a bad pick. But I'm gonna go with the easy one. I just have to. I right? knew you I, would. You know, I know my flat rock guys, uh, you know, Eric Lee, Max Fair, um, who else is all on here that's going to – Jimmy Tucker, Jeff Versick, Ethan. Yeah, they're all uh, – Justin Schroeder. They're going to all throw me under the bus. Um, but that's all right. They'll forgive me later when I'm right. Uh, I got Kyle Crump in the 131 come Saturday. I don't know. I just feel like something's going to happen to that 131 car. I don't know if uh, tire failure or, you know, uh, something. No, no offense, Kyle. I love you. Uh, I hope you do well. But well, every once in a while, when you, you start picking who you think is going to go to victory lane, I think it's going to be that orange number 20 machine. Look out for him. Well, what I think is going to happen is, Zach, you're going to be having a conversation with Kyle Crump in victory lane. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. And you know what? There's about 20 other drivers who said, they're both wrong. It's going to be me. So you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, free. feel free to let us know that uh, somebody's smarter than we are. We like knowing that. That's Oh, that, and it doesn't take much either. That's the fun part about it. Hey, Rich, uh, we had a lot of other stuff going on this past weekend, by the way. As uh, we take a look down the, the list here, you done a nice job compiling. It was a nice weekend for racing here in the greater Michigan area. Yeah, you know, we started doing this a few weeks ago, and I thought, why not go through here and just – we can't do every track, right? We we can't get every track in every division. We'd have a, have a two-hour show right. to list the winners from every weekend. But I just started picking through and grabbing tracks and, and picking out some guys that people would know, you know, and and what they did. So let's just do – let's just start out uh, on Friday. Uh, oh, first of all, I, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, we have to do this for our friend down in McClure, Ohio. Um, big shout out to Carter Schlank. Picked up his first win in a sportsman That's at Oak right. this weekend. Um, I don't know what is in the water down there in McClure, but they're growing some race car drivers down there. Um, you know, well, Colin had a rough weekend. They kind of tore that car up. That usually doesn't happen to him. But uh, I watched that video and that little kid, what is he, 11 years old, yeah. 12 years old? Man, he looked good. He I'm, looked really good. I'm telling you what, it was just a couple of weeks ago he picked up his first heat race win, and I thought, well, that must have been a fluke. There must have been nobody in that heat. Um, but that sportsman division down there at Oakshade's no joke, so uh, nice job to him. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, we have to get out there. and I want to get out and see him one night because uh, I haven't. I, I like the updates and like following young new drivers that are coming up. Um, talk about young. That's unbelievable. But, yeah, I want to get down there and, and check him out. But let's start out with some of our some of our other winners here uh, in our region. Uh, Winston on Friday, Zach. Greg Gokey picked up 
the late model win at Winston on Friday. Mitchell Hunt grabbed the IMCA mod feature. Uh, I-96 on Friday. Logan Nickerson, win number two on the season, picked it up at uh, I-96. Kalamazoo Free Speedway on Friday. Kenny Head picked up the win in the Randy's Towing 75 for the super late models. And uh, at Flat Rock Speedway, Harold Fair Jr., first win in Outlaw in a few years. Uh, he picked up the 50-lap out Outlaw late model win at the Flat Rock Speedway. Love it. And then, going down the list, continuing. How about Berlin Raceway? Um, are we going to talk about Berlin Raceway Wednesday, Thursday? Are we going to hit that at all, Money in the Bank? I mean, it was just some cat named William Byron who picked up the win. That's yeah. all. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. It's just yeah, you know, right, some, some right, cat right, named right, William right. Byron. Now, you, you got a chance to watch that show, didn't you, on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, I watched it, yeah. Now, I did not. I was busy working. Uh, did he stink up the show, or did he do all? I mean, was it a good race? No, Pow Bubba Powered led the first. He, Bubba Powered worked his way out front, and, um, you know, it looked like he was going to put it on cruise control. And then, um, you know, William Byron decided he wanted to take the lead, or Bubba Powered said, I'm going to let you lead. And then nobody could catch him. Nobody could get by him. Um I don't know that they were really trying the first half of the race. They were all all trying to get to the competition caution. Um, but nobody else really had anything for him after that. It looked like William Byron just got stronger. All right. And then on Saturday, Tyler Roerig again picking up another victory this season, this time in the 500 Sprint Car Tour. That was on Saturday. Crystal Motor Speedway Saturday night. Derek Hilliker grabs the late model victory. How about Tyler Rankin Saturday from Butler Motor Speedway goes to win uh, goes to pick up the win in the sprint cars. Dylan Newsbaum took the, uh, takes the win in the modified feature. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Josh Lamal. He flipped wildly down the front straightaway. He is okay. Car is probably toast uh, in that modified division. But uh, the good news is the driver's okay. So, and congratulations to Dylan. And Zach, at Corgan All Speedway on Sunday, Phil Bozell held off Justin Clardy in race number four for the NorthsideTowing.net Outlaw Super Late Models. And then on Friday at Tri-City Motor Speedway, Andrew Terrell picked up the late model win in that cool throwback scheme that he released this year. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that. And you know what, Zach? We got him on the phone right now. Kind of funny how that Midland, works. Michigan. Huh? Kind of funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. Almost kind like of we landed right into it. He called it the right time. How That's about right. That? <laughs> Makes his home in Midland, Michigan. Andrew Terrell, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hi, thanks for having me. Man, uh, congratulations, first of all. Uh, let, before we get into the race, tell me about this throwback scheme. You unveiled that earlier this year. And, man, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And for anybody that doesn't know, kind of explain that. Yeah, so um, so, so going back a little bit. So I'm a fourth-generation race car driver. Um, started with my great-grandpa Buck Terrell and then my grandpa Jim Terrell and then obviously my dad. Um, you know, growing up, I always, you know, would see all these pictures of my grandpa's race cars and, you know, one that he always did really good in and that he had, you know, a lot of success and raced for quite a while was the Turner's Fruit Farm 52 car. And um, I just, I've always liked that car. Um, I always thought it looked looked cool and always liked hearing the stories about it. And um, I kind of, you know, I always told my wife, Kristen, I was like, it'd be so cool to find like an old Howe chassis and recreate that car, which, you know, it'd be hard to do, but it's just something I always kind of wanted to do. Well, you know, a lot of people know my grandpa, you know, kind of been battling cancer for a long time and, you know, he's getting kind of sick and me and my wife were talking about it, like, we should, we should do that, you know, just wrap the car and make it look like one of his. And I was always like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what people would think or if they'd like it or not like it. And, you know, so unfortunately, you know, he got sick and we lost him a couple months ago and, you know, we're like, let's just do it. So I uh, got a hold of John Taylor um, it was like on a Friday, um, after my grandpa had passed away and, you know, the funeral was Monday and I didn't, you know, I didn't think John would actually be able to do it, but he worked on Easter Sunday and got it done for me. And it turned out pretty awesome. And it meant a lot to my whole family and a lot, a lot of other people that, you know, were around back when he was racing and I've heard a lot of, a lot more stories about it now that we've did this. And it's, it's pretty cool to, to see all the reaction. What's it been like for you? Uh, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but that moment where you see the car, uh, maybe it's not that moment. Maybe it's the moment that you climb inside the car. Uh, maybe it's the moment that you touch the car and, and feel that it's real. Uh, w was there ever a moment where you just had a moment with you and the car and kind of thought about Grandpa and, and everything and the legacy of, 
you know, there is no Andrew Terrell racing without this 52 machine. Right. Yeah. I mean, that night, so like I say, John Taylor finished this up for me on Easter Sunday and the funeral was on a Monday. So I, I was out here that whole night getting this thing wrapped and it was, I don't know when it was all done. You just kind of stand back and look at it. It's kind of a weird feeling, you know, it's like, man, I don't know. He, I mean, he, he's made that wrap perfect. It looks identical. So yeah, it was kind of, it was definitely kind of weird to see it, you know, sitting in my garage, that's for sure. What's it been like to race that car? You've been, uh, you know, green-schemed number four for as long as I've been aware of Andrew Terrell racing. What was it like the first time you drove yep. that bright red thing? It was definitely weird. I always say I never thought I'd have a, a red race car, but, you know, everyone kind of, you know, they, they like it. And uh, so it, it it was, you know, it was, it was cool for sure. And uh, it's cool to see all the pictures and, you know, my goal was to get a feature win with it, which is, you know, hard to do nowadays. And uh, I don't know. Luckily, it made it happen. So, what's the goal with the with that wrap? Are you going to keep it on the entire season, and or just just for twenty twenty two, and then go back to your stuff for next year, or what? So, actually, we're actually going to switch it back this week. Um, it, I didn't, I didn't really have a plan. Honestly, I thought I'd raise it for a little while, and. You know, I said if I could get a feature win with it, I'd probably take it off and hang it on the wall. And, you know, we got the feature win, and it, it's still in really good shape. And, you know, we have a lot of sponsors and a lot of really good people that have helped me out. And I just – I feel like I need to get their names on the car. Um, so I have my other wrap here. And actually, once you know, once we get done with this, I'm going to get the other body going, and we'll get it wrapped up to this weekend. So talk to me about – talk to me about Friday. Um, you know, anybody who thinks when they go to Tri-City – um, there's one guy that everybody's watching out for, but he was sitting down in the rain in Eldora, which probably didn't break your heart. Uh, tell me how your Friday night went. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely when Dona's there, it's man, it's tough to beat him at tri city. But, um, so this year has been, we got a, a new car, but I, like a lot of people, I, I can't get pistons for my motor. So we've been borrowing a motor. Um, I'm really thankful for, uh, Steve Hilliker and Steve Marquis for letting me borrow it. Um, but, but there's no secret. It, it makes not much horsepower. So we, this new car has been really good all year long. Like come feature time, I feel like it's, it, I mean, it's one of the best cars I've had, but qualifying, we've been struggling. Like it, it, it just can't get a good qualifying time. And, and maybe it's not the motor, but that's kind of what I'm blaming on it now. Um, hopefully when we get my motor, it'll improve, but so we've been starting off the nights behind and it's hard to make up ground in the heat race, but we finally made the redraw through the heat race and uh, we drew a two for the feature. And I was like, man, this is, you know, probably one of my best shots that I'm going to have. So luckily it all worked out. And fortunately, I mean, I've, Zach and I have both been to tri city many times. It's not a track where you really need, you know, when you get into yeah. later in the evening where you, you're going to need a lot of engine. A that's lot of exactly motor. what I was going right, to say. Exactly. It's kind of a perfect equation. Yeah. The, um, you know, like you say we struggle early in the night, but come feature time, it's been like, we've, we've had a good car. Every feature we've been going forward. It's just, you know, we've been starting so far deep. It, it makes it tough. So take me through this night on Friday. Uh, is it typical tri city? Everything kind of plays out the way that you expect it to, uh, you know, heavy, hot and heavy in the uh, beginning and then slicks off for the feature or how did it go? Yeah, so uh, we actually had, we got there, and it was actually raining. Um, so the track for qualifying was was fast. It was, you know, tacky, hammer down, which I was a little worried about. And I think we ended up qualifying fifth. And then in the heat race, um, I, I was able to pass one car, which put me in the redraw. And um, I didn't know what the track was going to do for the, the feature. And um, it did start um, flicking it off where, you know, I was using every bit of horsepower we had but it's not like you you needed a ton because it was still you know starting to get a little slick and then uh i mean take me through the 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 core of that race right that feature race yeah. uh yep. you know a, a gift wrapped for you i mean come on t- you know give us some details yep when uh you know so we started the race and and dave hilliker was starting right behind me and and Derek, who's been really fast at tri-city and, and spangler i knew they were back a couple rows and honestly, I was expecting Dave to, you know, I thought he would get up there and race with me right away, but I didn't see him. And, you know, we're just making laughs. And I just kept kept waiting for these guys and uh, nobody was coming. And 
I was like, man, we, we got a good shot at this and the car was feeling real good. So, um, we just got into lap traffic and the caution came out, which I wasn't sure if I wanted to see the caution or not. Um, <laughs> now why would you, why do you so, think you, you know, might, got, was it lap traffic that says maybe I would like a caution to get a clear track? Well, I didn't know how close those guys were to me. And, um, you know, lap traffic didn't bother me too much, but when they when they threw the caution, I knew I was like, well, that's gonna bunch up, you know, Derek and Spangler, and I was like, I probably don't have a shot now. But um, you know, they threw the the restart, the green flag, and I seen uh, Spangler's nose once, and then I didn't see him again. So I'm like, man, I, I was like, you know, the car's working good, so I thought, you know, for sure we can win it. But then, so Tri City's usually not hard on tires, but. Um, my right rear tire was going away pretty quick there at the end. And if it would have been 31 laps, Derek would have got me. Um, it just kept getting looser and looser and looser. And I was like, man, just that last three laps felt like, you know, 30 laps. But luckily we held on to it. How do you keep the car underneath you like that when you know a guy like Derek uh, on a racetrack that really, uh, you know, just kind of looking at things here, not a whole lot of passing. A couple of guys moved up some spots, Ryan Lanfeard plus seven. Uh, but then, you know, you look at Derek plus six on the night coming from eighth. How do you keep that car underneath you? And I kind of asked this question to Logan a couple of weeks ago and not just give her everything she's got and try to get away from those guys. Yeah. So like one and two, I had a really good line. I, I, I knew as long as I held my line through one and two, no one could pass me in one and two. And then the line I was running down in three and four, if I could just, you know, keep the momentum coming out of two and then roll with a good speed through three and four, you know, I thought I could keep enough momentum up where they couldn't pass me, but I was getting so loose off of four. Like just had to be real careful on the throttle and not going too hard and, you know, wash up the track and leave the bottom open for them. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty nerve wracking those last few laps. Talk to me about um, the confidence it gives you. <clears throat> Obviously, I don't know what your schedule is, but there's a couple of big all-star performance late model challenge series races coming up this weekend. Um, number one, are you, are you looking at going to both of those? And number two, you got to be a f- feel good if you are. Yeah, so the original plan this year was I, I wasn't going to really run any series or try for points. Um, but I did plan on running some of the Challenge Series races. But with the whole motor situation, honestly, I don't feel like I'd be competitive at a you know a bigger track like Hartford, and I just don't really see the point in traveling until I can get my motor back. So we're just gonna run uh, Tri City and Merritt again this week. But I really do like this. Like I said, this this car has been probably the best car I've had. So I you know I feel like it's a it's a for sure a winning car. Um, just got to get better earlier in the night. And if we can start up front, I think we have a car that can compete for wins this year. And I guess that doesn't, I mean, if you look at it the other way, it probably doesn't break your heart because a lot of the top guys that you would normally see at Tri-City are probably going to be over on the west side of the state. Um, yep. And I'm sure And I'm sure you don't have a problem taking money two weeks in a row. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, not with the cost of everything now. You know, if we can get a good, even you know, just a top five, you know, that, that definitely helps you know, buy tires, put fuel in the motor home and all that. Talk to me about, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking through your Facebook page and kind of looking at everything. And, yeah. uh, one of the things I'm seeing is a couple of adorable little kids, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and one of the second people to find you in victory lane is a, a little guy in a sweatshirt and he's running with all he's got. And it's so cool. Uh, yeah. talk to me about this family you got going on. Yep. So that's my son, Kyron. Um, he's about two and a half years old. Um, the other one you see is probably my niece, Ella. So yeah, we, um, he, he, he loves it actually. Um, he, he definitely, let's say, make it a little bit harder. Like I used to spend every second I had on the race car. Obviously can't do that now, but right. when I have it any other way, it makes it a lot more fun to have him around the racetrack. We, uh, <clears throat> you see a mini wedge in your near future? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Listen yeah, to we that. And we always say, you want, do you want a race car? And he always says, yep, yep. Yep. He wants one. What are you? Uh, no, I'm, now, I'm sure. Now he's he's a what about a year and a half or so removed from that. And as a as a father with a two year old daughter, uh, somebody told me that she could play t ball next year, and I about swallowed my lunch. Oh, um, yeah. You know, yeah. You, when you think about that, though, Andrew, my goodness, you might as well go buy a chassis and start getting it ready. Uh, is there any excitement for you to see if your son wants to follow in the footsteps and be a fifth gen? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. He's, he has a little dirt bike. He loves that. He loves, he has a little battery powered Jeep. So yeah, I, I agree. We've, we've been keeping our eye out. We've been talking about it. I don't think it'll be too long. We'll probably have one. Now, uh, continuing with the conversation of looking through the pictures that have been posted, uh, your timeline has also become inundated with old pictures of the Turner's Fruit Farm number 52. Uh, how awesome was that to see all these things come up out of the woodwork once you guys announced what you were doing? Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I got got in touch with, you know, the Turners, and actually while we're on the subject, so Ken Turner, um, he was the one that owned the car and um, – you know, he gave my grandpa the chance to do all this. And unfortunately we actually, he passed away Saturday. Um, so I was really glad we could get that win, um, Friday, but yeah, unfortunately he passed away Saturday, but it's been cool to see all the, you know, all the old pictures and memories and, you know, just kind of, I don't know. It'd have been, it'd have been awesome to be around to see, see all that back in the day. Well, I got to tell you, Andrew, it's been pretty cool. And and one other thing too is uh, you're part of kind of that excuse me that Northern Michigan circle track during the summer. Are you still doing some stuff in the winter as well? Yep. Yeah. I've man I've thought about it, tried to retire, but I just can't. Like I I really enjoy snowmobile racing. So yep, we we run the Meyer Series and the Sioux I five hundred. Andrew, you talked about uh, those sponsors that you want to support. Um, you know, by getting the car rewrapped, this is your chance to kind of give everybody a shout out who helps you out, uh, whether it's working at the track or, or financial support of that race team. Yep. So, uh, first off, Bob and Connie Slinsky, Slinsky Electric, they've been with me since I started racing snowmobiles back in, I think it was 2008, um, advanced insulation systems, um, Angie and Lou Gilbo's lock and safe. They've been awesome. And then, um, you know, Steve Marquis, he freshens all my motors for me. Um, couldn't do it without him. And then this year, so everyone knows getting the sponsor and racing is tough. And trying to find, like, one big sponsor, uh, and, you know, nowadays is about impossible. So when we were talking about getting this new car. We got a group of people together. Um, they all chipped in a little bit, but it helped out a ton. And, you know, that'd be Spike and Sally Terrell, um, my mom, Jamie, and Rich Levere, my grandma and grandpa, Johnny and Judy Gearhart. Frank Fleming, Dick Armstrong, um, you know, my grandpa, Jim, he helped out too. Um, my dad, Scott and Sherry, and then obviously my wife, but yeah, couldn't do it without all those people for sure. Well, man, I got to clear, I got to clear something up real quick with you today because I was reading on social media. I saw you like, like a post that Colleen Nickerson posted about Logan yawning, right? When he was on the program uh-huh. and the, yeah, the, yeah. the reason I gave him a hard time because I thought we were keeping him awake. Okay. Every, oh, every couple, every couple sentence he was yawning. So I, yeah, Colleen brought it up. So I had to throw him under the bus again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andrew, man, congratulations yeah. uh, on, on a solid weekend at Tri-City. Good luck this coming weekend. Maybe you can bag two in a row and uh, you know, <clears throat> it's gotta be bittersweet by the way, to be taking that red 52 off of the car. I know. When I saw, I started taking the wrap off. I was like, man, I, I don't know. Yeah. That was a tough call, but like I say, I just I felt I felt guilty all year not having these people represented. Um, so yeah, I just felt like we needed to do it, and you know, I'm just really glad we got to get that feature win with that car. Absolutely, man. Well, congratulations. Good luck this coming weekend, and uh, we'll see you at a track soon, man. Yep. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. Well, appreciate Andrew being on the show tonight, and a really cool story that he's got there. Now we're going to flip the coin over to the pavement side. We're going to trade in the fenders for some open wheels. We're going to welcome in Walt Obrinsky Jr. onto the program and Horsepower Happenings. Walt, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, let's talk. It uh, You know, your season right now is pretty, uh, pretty remarkable here as we sit just a couple of weeks into June. Uh, bag another win, another feature win with the Midwest Modifieds Tour uh, going back to Plymouth Speedway. And, uh, man, I guess first of all, just I, I know we're going to get into some of the nitty-gritty and some of the things that are going on uh, that maybe aren't so great, but I want you to talk about the success that you guys are having with your season right now. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a really strong start to the season. You know, a lot of uh, seconds, you know, and and a couple of firsts. And it's just been a it's been a hard-working season, but it's been, yeah, a really good start to the season. I'm really happy with it. Now, when you say it's been a really good season, I mean, you've been – uh, you, you're leading the points. You picked up a couple of wins. Uh, I mean, is this? Would you say that this is a, a season that is 
more successful than ones you've had in the years past? Or, I mean, is that an unfair evaluation? To, I mean, how, how do you feel about no, it so far? I'd, I'd definitely say, yeah, um, it has been uh, averagely wise. Uh, probably one of my successful uh, season start uh, uh, average positions, yeah. Um, last year we had, you know, we had seven wins. Um, so it's not my most winning season yet, but I'm hoping to uh, to keep building on that. Now I heard an interview with you and, and someone asked you, uh, are you going to run for points for the Midwest Modifieds Tour? And you still weren't sure. Um, have you changed your mind yet? Well, and I want to piggyback, Walt, before you before you answer that, because that was one of the things I was going to ask you about is, Walt, you posted before you went to Plymouth uh, that due to some economic woes uh, with the being a family-owned team, that you were going to back off of the tour, of the Midwest Modifieds tour, but you were still going to run Plymouth, and we'll update everybody on how we're feeling about that after Plymouth. And, my God, you went up there and stunk the show up at Plymouth, so, yeah, I'm with Rich. Now what? Yeah, so still the same plan. Um we're, we're not making the truck to West Virginia unless, you know, if we get a, some sponsorship help, uh, then we'll, then we'll do it. Um, but you know, that's a back-to-back race. We go to West Virginia if we do that. And then we go right from there to Spartan on Sunday and race for them points too. So, um, it's, and the Spartan points are really important to me too, because I'm racing against Nestor, you know, and you know, he's one of the best in a modified and I'd really like to finish ahead of him. Um, so, Tough, it's tough. Talk to me about talk to me about this weekend at Plymouth. You know, everybody, you know, there were people on both sides of the fence. They should have left it dirt. Oh, it's going to be great as a pavement track. Tell me what you saw because um, I heard they, you know, they had a great show down there for the Grand Slam for the Outlaws Super Late Models, and obviously that was your first time on that racetrack. Yeah, I really, I really like that track a lot. I mean, it's it's uh, it's one of them tracks where it's a tight quarter, like a tight quarter mile racing track, but it's actually a three eight. So it's fast and it's a really fun track to drive. And, you know, drivers can come there and just kind of adapt to it pretty quickly. Talk to me so, about, uh, and I want to hear about the facility itself. I know every race car driver is a race fan at their core. How about the facility when you set foot in it? Yeah. So I was welcomed in nicely and, you know, by Kevin Sauer and the guys, it was a, it was a real nice welcome and it was a nice facility. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, you know, a top notch program. Now, Thomas, uh, Thomas Stumpfig is a photographer who was there. Uh, he was uh, shooting the, the sprint cars, I believe. He's got a couple of pictures of those modified looking like dirt track cars around that racetrack. Is it a uh, byproduct of, that uh, pavement being under the dirt for so long or is it the modifieds with all the power how did the track drive so i personally um going into the race i heard a whole lot about that just uh you know not a lot of grip in the track it's just uh you really need to run a restrictor plate and a small one um i didn't have that problem the the first time out i was out on junk tires and i thought yeah they're all right but i put the new tires on and made a few adjustments and we were we were we was just as much grip as say, you know, Kalamazoo. We had a lot of grip there. So, I mean, but I did see a lot of guys struggling. So, you know, overall it probably, that is probably affecting it a little bit, but we just didn't have that problem. Well, I got to get in your head just a little bit when I'm, when I'm following you guys, uh, the modifieds throughout Michigan and I'm looking and I see, you know, on Monday morning, you know, a Brinsky wins, he wins. And then when you don't, when somebody else wins, um, I don't have to look too far down to find your name. Um, kind of tell me, how are you feeling this year? Because I don't see a whole lot of you finish outside the top five, much, much outside the top two or three here in 2022. Yeah. So um, I, I give the credit to Travis Eddy. He built me a really awesome car and, and um, it adjusts to the, every track I go to within three, four adjustments, you know, all we really need is a couple practices, a few adjustments and, Travis just really gave us a good car here and a good setup and, and Rorig shocks on the car, man, I got it all in one package right here. So, I mean, that's got a lot to do with it right there. I'm just driving the car, you know? <laughs> ah, well, you know, you got a lot to do with it too. And, and I was going to say, you know, we talk about the success you've had this season. Uh, you guys showed really good speed really early in the year. And you kind of wonder, is that going to carry through <clears throat> the whole season? And now we're to mid-June, right? We're looking at the 13th day of June when, we talk, when we're talking here. Um, 
consistency is so hard to find in this sport. Uh, you know, I think that's a real, like you said, a real a, a testament to what not only you, but like you said, the people who are working with you have been able to do where when that blue T3 unloads, everybody better be looking out. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's just, you know, it's, I'm, I'm living the dream. I'm having a good time with this car. It just, it's everything I've ever wanted in a car. You know, it works well. I, I want to elaborate a little bit more on the decision to not follow uh, the rest of the Midwest Modifieds Tour. Uh, you mentioned West Virginia. Is that going to be? I mean, is that going to be the one event that you're looking at that you are that you know that without uh, financial support you're not going to be able to make it? Or are there other ones that are now with the current state of everything starting to fall off the schedule? Yeah, I probably won't make the Jennerstown race either. Um, it's just really hard to say. Uh, I've been getting a lot of messages, a lot of texts, and, and people asking questions. Um, I, it's just really hard to say right now. I really want to make them. I, I've always wanted to be a national champion. That would, that would just be just a top of my career right there. Just would love to get that. But it's, I don't want to strap my family. You know, it's, it's family first. So um, I got four kids and a wife, and we just do the best we can. Well, talk to me about this modified division and, and in this 2022 season, it just seems to me like there are a lot of races that they're putting up money for you guys to show up at. And um, I, I can't say that I've seen that many of them in the last several years here in Michigan. It's got to please you guys uh, quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the modified in the last couple of years, have had some really good high paying shows and, and, and a lot of interest and, and a lot of cars show up. It's, it's just, it's been a really big thing and it's really a huge success. If you ask me, we did a story earlier in the show, uh, on the, on the big show that Whittemore's having this weekend, I guess $3,500 to win. Um, you got, does that place got your attention? Uh, well, they're running on a recap tire program. Um, that's not exactly why I can't go, but this that's this weekend coming, and it's one of my only weekends off. So we're just going to kind of do a family thing and go do our own thing for the weekend. And I get a week off from working on the car. We last I don't know uh, last week we put in a hard work week on the car, going through the car because it was just a tick off. And so, you know, I just went through every nut and bolt on the car, every measurement and every angle, and got it all back straight. So. I just want to break. <laughs> well, I thought I, I, I mean, that's a real good reason, but I thought you were going to say, you know, because it's rich France's birthday, we were going to take you out for drinks this week. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I'd enjoy doing that. That'd be fun. Let's talk yeah. about this, uh, you know, moving forward here. So you start selecting, picking and choosing the events that you're going to go to, what makes sense uh, from your economic standpoint. Now, I think, uh, you know, we've heard drivers talk about this before, I just want to race to race and try to win. I don't want to have to count points and worry about running second instead of wrecking my stuff to try to win. Does the mindset change now from here on out? Uh, or were you ever points racing up to this point? That's that's exactly what I do. Every time I'm in the car, I'm always points racing. Really? I, I Yep. I've always been that way. It calms me, and it and it it takes the emphasis, the emphasis off winning for me. I just... Uh, I go out there with the mindset that I just got to finish in the top three. I say, you know, and then if the win comes, then I can take it. You know, it's, you're, I, just, I never have no, no pressure. You're maybe the second or third driver, Rich. Uh, I mean, I, I think of Buddy Head, and I, now I think of Waldo Brinsky, and I don't know that there's any others that we've really talked to that have said that. A lot of guys that we talk to, Walt, are, are go for the win and the points will come. You're kind of looking at it, go for consistency and the wins will come. When did that mindset, when did that become a part of your career? 2006, that's when it, when it started for me for actually trying to uh, finish up front at the end of a season, you know, trying to uh, actually points race. And then I just got better with it as my mind, you know, my mind just got better with it as the races went on. What was significant about that season? Well, it was the first actual real good race car that I had. Um, uh, Rob Martin built me a car. He was the first person that actually built me a car and uh when he did that it was it was an awesome car and I, I i won the championship in it and i started getting better from then on 
And what I think, I think what people might be missing, you know, if there's like, they're like, oh no, you have to go for a win all the time. I, I tend to think with all the years that I drove, I drove for 25 years and, and did, I didn't point race all of them, but quite a few of them I did. And when you're point racing, you don't seem to be tearing the car up as much either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you're racing with the mindset that, you know, you just want to, you just want to finish the best that you can safely. You know, you want to keep the car right. You know, that a lot of has to do with that too, is that, uh, you know, I'm a, just me and my wife and kids once in a while. And I got a friend or two that comes over once in a while, but I'm the one working on the car, you know, we're the ones paying for it. We're working on it and we just got to keep it in one piece and, and the winds aren't so important, you know, when they don't have to be. Yeah. If you're, if you're running the top five, fourth or fifth, and you're racing for wins, um, you might be prepared to put a couple front bumpers on that car, uh, <laughs> to, to get to the front. You see, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. it's actually truthful, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. Uh, by the way, uh, happy belated birthday. Uh, Walt just had a birthday this week, so happy birthday to you. Yeah, thank you. Now, uh, you're not a woman, so I'm going to ask this question. What? Uh, how how, uh, how far up the age ladder are we? I'm 42 years old. All right, so uh, so you still got – now, when I hear 42, uh, you're not a NASCAR Cup Series driver, so I still hear a lot of years left under the belt. Uh, I mean, is that is that fair? Yeah, yep, I still got a – Quite a, I got a few years left. We can say that. I got a kid that's, you know, 17 right now, and he's he's been going through that 16-year-old phase, and, and I'm hoping he gets in the car, you know, not too long from here on out and just see. He We took him back in the lower race, and he did a hell of a job. He was really good at that and just want to get him in this car somewhat soon. Well, you said you're going to take this weekend off. Oh, if anybody wants to come out and see you, uh, what do you got on your schedule for maybe the rest of June? So, well, we race at Corrigan Oil on the 25th, I think it is. Um, that's a points race for us. And then uh, end of June, I guess I should have looked at my schedule a little bit better. But huh. I put, we do have another tour race, but that's not till the middle of July. Um, and that's the one that we're probably not going to be at. So, uh, we're are just you, pretty much, are but, you looking at the big, are you, are you looking at the big show up at Kinross? Cause they moved the day to that. Did they? Yeah, they moved it. I, they announced it today. They moved it to 4th of July weekend. Really? Hmm. Yeah. You I would got, lie you, to you. You've got him, <laughs> you've got him thinking, you got him considering it. Yeah. I'm going to look at that a little closer. Now, uh, we have a cat. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We have a cabin up in Newberry that we like to go oh. snowmobile on that. I always wanted to take the race car up there. That, oh, well, we know what he's doing 4th of July weekend. <laughs> yeah, that makes the decision a little easier, doesn't it? Yeah, very well could be. Tell the wife and kids I said you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Walt, I want to back up a couple of weeks. Uh, we had David McManus on last weekend, and, and I'm not saying that to make you relive uh, that weekend, but I do want to hear, you know, we don't normally get – payment modified guys on consecutive weeks uh, but i want your take and i want to hear you talk about the downright awesome modified event from birch run um and just another perspective you know david's david's night was basically lights out uh but you you had a little work ahead of you and, and you kind of uh it, it's funny a top 10 finish it says here is to date the worst finish since i've owned the car that's wild to me yeah. so take take me through your night at birch run yeah so uh, I had tapped the wall at Kalamazoo at the beginning of the year and it knocked the rear end over to the left three quarters of an inch and it took me all the way till after Birch Run to find it. No and kidding. I had a little hindering push. But that Birch Run race was excellent. We had so much fun. Um, and McManus just drove one hell of a race. Uh, he qualified very well. He was very impressive there. That was that was awesome race to just watch him work. Now, you said in your post, a driver error put you in 13th for qualifying, and then you wheeled it all the way up to 8th, and you said that's your worst finish to date in that car is an 8th-place finish. You know how many people will race their entire careers hoping to finish inside the top 10? Man, that is that is impressive. Yeah, yep. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm impressed. It's, it's, that that car is just a, it's a special uh, beast. I've seen a... 
some sort of a post the other day said they build hundreds of cars, but there's like one or two special ones. And I have that special one. When you get a car that's a gem like that, uh, you know, on the dirt side of things, Rich, we know that that technology updates every year. And once you get about five, six years under your belt, your car is old. It needs to either go back to the shop and have it reclipped or it needs to get updates on it or you need to buy a new chassis. On the payment side of things, Walt, uh, you know, it seems like, and I don't know about modified specifically, but, you know, you could you could pull a, a 2004 late model out and, and be somewhat competitive uh, is this a car that you're going to try to keep for as long as you can? Absolutely. Yep. We build them a lot more rigid over here on the asphalt side than the dirt guys do. They flex a lot more on that side, so they don't last as long. How? I mean, realistically, what is this chassis, and how many years do you think you can get out of it? Well, it's a 2019 Howe, um, built by Eddie Performance Solutions, and uh, I think, you know, as long as I... Uh, keep my smarts about me while racing it. I mean, I, it could last five, <laughs> ten years easily. As long as you continue to points race. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, well, uh, I, I know you got some people, uh, you know, this isn't a one-man band, right? It never is at a racetrack. We all know that. Um, no. This is your chance to give a shout-out to the to the names on the side of that car and the people that help you out in the pits every night. Yeah, so um, I, I'd like to first thank my wife and kids. They 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 – support me and help me so much um i like to thank my dad because he gives me the fridays off that i need um the time to work on the car if need be uh i like to thank the guys that do come with me uh i i call a guy the real tom brady his name's tom brady and he he cleans the car and has a passion for cleaning like nobody you've really ever met he just we even got a sticker on the side that says shined by the real tom brady <laughs> just, he takes that takes that very seriously um but yeah, and uh, I'm my neighbor across the street, Rock and Randall, my my best friend John Trudell, um, he helps me uh, anytime I need it. Um, so he races both Friday and Saturday, so we just kind of go back and forth and help each other out. But well, you guys, Evan have... Jen... oh, go ahead, sorry, Walt. Evan... Evan Jenks is always right there to help me anytime uh, I need it too. So I I really appreciate that kid. He's got a he's got a really good heart. I like him a lot, and he helps me a lot. Well, while you are, you guys are pretty active on uh, social media, at least on your personal page, which uh, you know, uh, obviously, I have access to and I can see. But uh, where can folks kind of follow along here as now the the schedule becomes a little bit more uh, a little bit more scattered? <clears throat> where can folks look for you and kind of know what you've got coming up? Yeah, the best place I announce everything is is on my YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Um, we yeah, we created a YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know; it's been a couple years. Um, we created it to put new fans in the stands and it's been out for a couple of years but it's just now starting to do that i get messages from people uh uh just asking where we're going to run and man that's proof that what i'm doing is working because people are actually going to the stands to watch a, a race live and that's what it was all about but they can find me on youtube at whiskey racer tell me about that uh because uh, you know rich how many how many youtube channels have we seen pop up here in the last year or so about half a dozen and uh, guys are really finding success with that. What led you to do that? Yeah, so I just, I was, our local track over here at Springport was really struggling, and I was just like, how can I give back and help somehow to get fans in the stands? So I started thinking if I really recorded everything I did at the track, people would start watching, and then they would want to start watching it live. So, and that's kind of just now starting to work out pretty good. Um, so I really... My, my wife's really good at editing videos and putting them together and we're just really getting better at it. And I just, it makes me, it's, I'm excited about it. Are you getting just, people uh, who are coming up to you and saying, man, I, I got you on YouTube. I'm following your channel. This is really cool to actually see it live. Uh, I mean, are you getting some, uh, some firsthand responses like that? Yes. People have been coming up to me at the track. In fact, in my Plymouth video that's coming out, you'll see a couple of them that, that, just come up to me and say they respect me and they watch this the, the videos that I put out and just awesome awesome encounters well I, I feel led to ask this question I don't normally do this but I mean you know you're leading the Midwest modified tour points you just won at Plymouth Speedway uh, you, you said we got about three weeks or so maybe four weeks until the trip to West Virginia. Uh, I mean, what what's it going to take, Walt? I mean, what is if somebody's listening to the show and they're like, "Man, I want to help this guy. I want to help this cat. He's a cool dude. Uh, he's leading the points. Uh, he's having a good year. I hate to see him fall off the tour." 
what I mean, what can what 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 would it take with a small business or some individuals are listening? Well, um, I know that's a tough it, question. Just, it's hard to put it all together without sitting down with the notebook and the calculator. But uh, you know, it's uh, you got to have a figure in mind that if a sponsor came up to you and said, "Here's a thousand bucks, go to West Virginia," uh, would that do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would that would get us to go. Um, if we could, uh, if we could get a grand somehow like that, that would probably, uh, uh, put us, we've got one guy that stepped forward that's a silent donor and he's helped a little bit. So if we could get a grand now, we could make it, we could make that work. All right. Well, uh, if you get any, no commission fee from horsepower happenings, uh, just a simple thank you. will be okay. <laughs> I sure do appreciate you guys for having me on right now. This is a critical time in the whole season. You know, this could change things. You know, well, and so I appreciate it, man. You you've earned it. You've had uh, one hell of a season so far, and and to go down there to Plymouth, where uh, you know the dirt's gone and nobody really knows what's happening, and you went down there and uh, figured it out, man. That was really awesome to see. And uh, you know, I was glad we were able to get you on. So congratulations, man, on a great season. And, and I'm telling you, I hope somebody steps up and is able to help you get to West Virginia because you're killing it right now with Midwest Mods. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, man. That means a lot to me. I appreciate it. All right, Walt, uh, nice job. Uh, hopefully we'll see you at a racetrack soon. All right, good luck. Yep, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, again, thanks to Walt. And uh, I don't, you know, Rich, I don't know if anything will come of it, but, uh, you know, points leader and just off of a feature win, this is like Days of Thunder stuff. How do you lose your ride? How do you lose your sponsor? What's going on? He didn't lose any sponsors. It's just a lot of travel and stuff is tough right now. Uh, you look at the gas prices, you look at how hard it is to get stuff. It's just tough go. It really is. And I, you know, I hope somebody, somebody's listening or maybe a group of people say, you know, a handful of people say, I'll give you 200 bucks. I'll give you 200 bucks. I don't care how you get it. Uh, we got to, we got to maybe make it a point here to try to get the, uh, the, the Midwest Modifieds Tour points leader to West Virginia so he can at least hang on to that thing and, and at least try to keep that. that that'd be awesome. I, yeah. I, I hate to see somebody leading the points, doing their part, having a great season, and then uh, then have to ha- have to not go to a race for other reasons. So That's right. Uh, so hopefully we can take care of that. But, hey, Zach, we got some stuff coming up here yeah, this we weekend. Do. That's awesome. Um, Zach, we love – dirt late models don't we oh hit me with the dirt late models oh man all-star performance late model challenge series double header this weekend zach 40 laps four thousand dollars to win hartford motor speedway on friday gates open at 5 p.m racing at 7 p.m and then up the road to thunderbirds on saturday gates open at 4 p.m racing at 6 p.m two all-star performance challenge series events two events that we can't make this that's year. right and then on friday <laughs> i-96 speedway with the great lakes traditional sprints they put on a great show a couple of weeks ago co-sanctioned with the buckeye outlaw sprint car series so they're going to be back in action alongside imca modifieds street stocks and cyber stocks gates at four qualifying around seven and the first green flag of the night scheduled to wave around 7.45. And then Winston Speedway on Friday night with the IMCA Modified Fast Shaft Qualifier. $1,000 up for grabs. How about $1,000 for Pro Late Models? And then also late, uh, UMP Late Model Street Stocks, Cybers, Warriors, Young Guns, and Mini Wedges. Gates at 5, racing at 7.15. And we'll flip over to Saturday, and we'll ju- we did talk about this, but we'll give the specifics now. Flat Rock Speedway, the Van Dorn Racing Development 200, Arca CRA Super Series and Jag CRA All-Stars Tour joint event, 125 laps for that group. The Moran Chevrolet Outlaw Super Late Models, 75 laps. Factory stocks will also be in action. The pits open at 1 p.m. Practice and the grandstand gates uh, open at 3.30, qualifying at 5.30. First green flag will fly at 7 p.m. And uh, if you like to support Arca Racing as well, if you're on the west side of the state, uh, Berlin Raceway, the Arca Menard Series, the Zinsser Smart Coat 200, limited late models and sportsmen will also be in action. Plus, they'll have dollar hot dogs, $2 beers, 15 under is free. Is that Saturday? Can I go there and cover something? Oh, man. Dollar hot dogs, $2 beers? Oh, surely they'll let you have dollar hot dogs and $2 beers at Flat Rock once you're done announcing. <laughs> they will not let me have a $2 beer at Flat Rock, I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Berlin Raceway, gates 4 p.m., racing at 6.30 on Saturday. That's right. And then, uh, is it, what, already? Are you already, sure? Already, Zach. Now you put Read the, it again. You, Read it. You put this script together for us. Uh, are, are you sure? 
Yes, I am. Now, this note down here at the bottom. I, I couldn't believe it either. This I note, couldn't believe it This either. note down here at the bottom of this script that Rich France put together says, and it's that time again, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals kick off this week. How? How can that be? Event- it's the middle of June, Zach. Oh, my word. Event number one rolls off tomorrow night at Kankakee Speedway. Summer Nationals Tour is on Dirt Vision here in 2022. Will you be taking that in? Um... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I want you know what? I watched way too much of it last year for my own good. Ah uh, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, I, I, I think I wanna definitely make some plans and whether I have to or whether I have to uh take off a little time off of my uh my regular gig, you know, that, that pays the bills. I understand. I wanna I wanna catch some of these summer national events that, that we're gonna have here in Michigan. And that's gonna pretty much do it, I think. What a show. Uh, Got to say thanks again to uh, Andrew Terrell and Walter Brinsky Jr. for making time for us tonight. As always, Rich France, caps off to you, and uh, thank you so much for all that you do for Horsepower Happenings. For Scott Menon, Face Bills, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.